The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Live Healthy, Be Healthy with Dr. Jim Fox and Dr. Janine Fox. Our show is based on science-backed information on alternative and natural approaches to health. You'll hear the clinical pearls, real-life stories about real patients and situations. It all comes together so that you can live your best health. Now, here are the Doctors Fox. And good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Dr. Jim. And I'm Dr. Janine. And we'll welcome you to the latest episode of Live Healthy, Be Healthy. Tonight, we're going to be talking about some interesting things about allergies and asthma. But first, we always do uh, some little things called In, in the, the news. news. Right. And there's some interesting stuff come out in the news oh, yeah. this week. Um, there's always something interesting in the news. You know, we're talking about medical news and so on. And, uh, Something interesting about lycopenes, and for those of you who like tomatoes and tomato products, uh, specifically the cooked ones. Or watermelon or, or watermelon. papaya. or yeah. some, There's a few foods that actually have quite a high f- amount of lycopene. Quite a few. Quite a few. Quite but a few. tomatoes are well known for being the highest. That's and, probably And you the have best, to cook yeah. your tomatoes in order to get lycopene. Yeah, it's hard to absorb if you don't. Right. So, you know, just raw tomatoes, which I dearly love, but they are not as easily to absorb that lycopene. But that lycopene... They, they did a study, and uh, they, they came out with this study, Wayne State University. And they came out, their school of oncology came out with this study, and it was about, they looked at quite a few, they looked at like 96,196 women nationwide. Uh, and what they found was that the higher intake of lycopenes in the postmenopausal women uh, reduced or had a lower risk for renal cell carcinoma. Now, that's Kidney cancer. Right. And kidney cancer, you think, ah, that's not one you hear of a lot. But actually, mm. it's the eighth leading cancer among women. Yeah, it is. And usually when it's diagnosed, it's an advanced age. And so what they're saying is if you actually do your lycopenes, mm-hmm. then you can actually reduce your risk. And they were kind of surprised with the, and they're doing more studies right now, they say, actually adding men to the study and, mm-hmm. and seeing if it helps with men. Um, previous studies on lycopene has also showed decreased risk of breast and prostate cancers, which they also mentioned in this yeah. um, in, you know, research. I mean, you, we've always thought about uh, lycopenes for, for prostate. prostate. I mean, that's, that's it's, been a It's kind of thing forever. you've heard, and a lot of prostate mm-hmm. formulas have lycopene in them. Mm-hmm. But you know, the, the headlines on this one was lycopene may ward off kidney cancer in older women. Right. You know, and it's kind of interesting because they, they also mentioned some of the other uh, antioxidants and nutrients like lutein, uh, which you get from some of those vegetables and so on, vitamin C, vitamin E. And uh, it's really kind of interesting in, in that respect. And then they did talk about, you know, the, the uh, rate or risk of breast cancer and prostate cancer and so on. And, the, you know, I guess forever now we've, we've known that the higher consumption of these vegetables and fruits that contain these antioxidants lower the risk of those uh, Of those almost cancers. all cancers. Oh, if you look, any you know, right. antioxidants are just really important. And a lot of people don't are. get enough antioxidants. I was talking to somebody today about people that are marathon runners. 
and people that oh, yeah. actually over-exercise, which you would consider some of those as being excessive exercise. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you hear from having certain health problems that pop up and cancers and dropping dead of heart attacks. And a lot of it's because yeah. they increase oxidative stress to the body by doing all that exercise. Exactly. And you need antioxidants to combat that. So yeah, that's right. I always think the people that do that think that they're so healthy because they exercise. But even you out there that exercise, you need your antioxidants. You yeah. need them even more. If you exercise a lot. And especially if you exercise a lot. I mean, yes, if you, just if you do, exercise a lot, you know, daily exercise, you get uh, enough if probably in your multis and things like that. Right. But when you exercise a lot and do marathons and do that kind of you know, exercise, you need a lot of antioxidants to help with the oxidative stress that's created. Oh, you sure do. There's you no know, doubt about that. Which kind of leads us into the next thing that was in the news. It was about I, athletic performance. Yeah. This was in a really neat journal. It's called the FASEB Journal. And that stands for the Federation of American Societies of Experimental Biology. (laughs) There's a lot of journals out nowadays. I'm telling you, that's a mouthful. I can see why they shortened it to the FASEB journal. Good Lord. That's a big one. But they talked about nitrates or nitrites and nitric oxide. And, you know, this is something that we see an awful lot of folks who do exercise, use these products, and, and even... I mean, my goodness, we even, uh, we've got a couple of formulas that we put together. One particular formula that we use on a lot of folks that have had, you know, various kind of cardiovascular disease, that kind of thing, you know, in great. And in some guys that are exercising use it because it increases this nitric oxide. Right. And they're talking about anything in this journal, in this paper, it was any nitrate supplementation. Right. And most of the supplements that actually in- increase them have usually L-arginine, L-citrulline, and like our amino flow, mm-hmm. that's actually the two main ingredients in it. And then it also has L-proline, L-lysine. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so it's one that definitely increases nitric oxide. Right. Now, we put it together for cardiovascular and helping with the, you know, lining of the arteries and vasodilation. Right. And, but in turn, you, you know, vasodilation does give you increased oxygenation. And that's kind of what this study was showing. Yeah. They talked about how it actually decreased the viscosity of blood. I right. thought that was interesting. Yeah. It, it, of course, it vasodilates or opens up the blood vessels, which increases blood flow. And it ensures that you get oxygen to the tissues that you're trying to get it to. So that's, that's some really neat yeah, stuff. Yeah, and they always said, well, we wonder if these supplements make any difference. And so in the study, they looked at it and said, yes, they actually do. Yeah. And there's no doubt that it actually improves the, the, the muscles and the use of oxygen in the muscles. Mm-hmm. And so for people that do exercise, you definitely want to do the things that boost nitric oxide. Mm-hmm. And, no you know, the amino flow is one that we have. We actually have a nitric oxide capsule a nitric oxide support powder, mm-hmm. but then the, the strongest one of all of them is the amino flow. Yeah, it, it's the granddaddy, so to speak. Oh, yeah. It's, well, we put it yeah. together more for cardiovascular and people that had heart attacks and people that needed blood flow for heart attacks and re- reverse plaquing in the arteries and things like that. So it was put together more for cardiovascular. But another thing that we see a dramatic change is blood pressure. Oh, yeah. Uh, we see a lot of that. We see these folks that are coming in, and, of course, they've been on – They've, they've had a heart attack or something, so they want to start on something like this. And we put them on the amino flow, and they're on two or three medications for blood pressure. And over a period of time of doing that, typically, and some other things we might do with them too, typically their blood pressure starts to come down, and some of them have even gotten off most uh, or all of their uh, blood pressure medications in time. Now, it takes a long time. Oh, yeah. It um, really does do the a The natural supplements for blood pressure are not instant. 
No. I tell people, you know, you can't just stop your medication and start something natural and expect mm. your blood pressure to stay down. No, that's for sure. It's more of a process and getting the things that your body needs and fixing underlying problems and then doing it long term. Right. Consistency. Consistency, you know. Consistency they, in anything makes a difference. But they even showed that, you know, the, I mean, they, they talked about you know, in some of their research or some of the details of this thing. They have a, what we call a normoxic, which is just normal, you know, air you breathe normal in. Normal oxygen. Normal oxygen content. And then hypoxic or low oxygen. And they showed that this stuff helped in both instances. Right. Even if it's normal oxygen it or if matter. it's low oxygen, it still right. helps. still helps. And so that's actually really, if, you, if you're an athlete or if you just want it for heart health or if you want it for blood pressure or one of the other areas it does tend to help in. ED. Is ED. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Men come in and say, you know what else this helps? And I'm yeah. like, yes, we do. We, we've been told. <laughs> Anytime you vasodilate and you open up blood vessels and increase blood flow, you get increased blood flow. To everything. Exactly. Not just uh, to one area. Not just one area. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and that, that's, that's kind of one of those... Um, uh, what unintended consequences, so well, yeah. speak, but it really is a Not good one. Not what we put it together for, but... But it really works for that. It does make like, a difference. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. Something else that kind of came along, and we've talked about this before. Matter of fact, we've talked about it several times, I think, on, on the... Uh, but this just came out from the Endocrine Society, and they're, they're the big kahunas, so to speak, uh, in the endocrine system. Yeah, and it just came out on March 6th, which was a yeah, few days a day ago. Yeah, two ago. And it talked about men with borderline testosterone. In other words, it doesn't have to be exactly low. It doesn't even low, have to be low. It can be just borderline. low normal, maybe. So, so let's just say low normal. Have uh, an increased risk for depression. And yes. it shows better signs of depression. I mean, it, it's kind of interesting because we see this a lot in these guys that when you test their testosterone, it's not exactly out of range low, but they're dealing with that anxiety and depression even though. And on this study, they did mm-hmm. not just look at older men. The men were between the ages of 20 and 77. So That's a big range. Yeah, we're not talking about just young men. I mean, old men, which everybody thinks of lower testosterone being someone maybe over 50. And we are seeing it at younger and younger ages. I I think we kind of mentioned that, and I think we did a show about it not too long ago. But anyway, it's archived back there if you want to listen to it. But the thing about it is we talked about that because we do see these guys coming in in their late 20s, early 30s. And most of the people that do show low testosterone tend to have the higher triglycerides, Mm -hmm. the lower HDLs, the higher A1C, which is insulin resistance, Mm -hmm. and have a sugar handling problem. So a lot of it is is diet, and people are not eating properly. And I think the younger generations, it's getting worse and worse. It's not getting better and better. No, it's getting worse. Even this study pointed out that that population, the guys with the lower testosterone, have a higher prevalence of being overweight, something like 39%. Uh, they, obesity, 40% chance of being overweight, uh, overweight for sure. They have l- less physical activity. They said 51% of the men did not, with low testosterone, did not engage in regular exercise. Probably just don't feel like it. Right. You know? All right? that, and something else, they talked about <clears throat> ED, yeah, and, 78%. Yeah, mm. everybody thinks low testosterone that Everybody has ED, and that's not true. Yeah. I mean, it is a high percentage at seventy eight percent, but just because it still works doesn't mean that your testosterone is not low. Um, low li- libido mm-hmm. also was sixty nine percent, and low energy. Right. I do think that that's probably low energy in the depression. I mean, that's what we hear a lot from men and anxiety. They do start having anxiety, and they can even start having hot sweats at night. Uh, that's usually pretty severe when they yeah. start doing it, but but they can. I mean, we see. I, I guess you know. 
Janine, the most of the things that the common stuff that we see about it is that they're so tired. <laughs> yeah. We hear that one all the time. Doc, I am so tired. And, and they are. They're very tired. They don't have any energy. Uh, their get up and go has long gone. And so they're having problems. And that's, you check their testosterone, and it's not exactly out of range, but it is low normal. And that's kind of what this study yeah. was pointing out. And when you check testosterone, you, you also have to look as your testosterone level may be normal, but if you can't utilize it properly, then you still have the symptoms. And we always do. Now, a lot of times, if you go to your doc and get the testosterone taken, they'll just check your total testosterone. It uh, doesn't quite tell you everything you need to know. We, we do a test where you take the testosterone, and then we break it down into what we call the free and usable or free and weekly bound. It's what it is. And then we look at, a, at the total number of that and a percentage. Right. And the less that you can use. I've actually seen some guys. As a matter of fact, I had one just uh, recently. His total testosterone was low normal, but he used so much of it that his, the usable testosterone was in normal range. Not yeah, bad. You can do that. That's why yeah, you need to bad. check both levels. Right. And another level we like to check with men is DHEA, which is a precursor to testosterone. It makes a big difference in fatigue. And it even makes a lot of difference in the actual testosterone level itself. It makes a difference in anxiety and depression. Yeah, it certainly does. Okay. Well, we've kind of touched on in the news. And we're getting ready to take a break here. And when we come back, we'll be talking about uh, allergies. Allergies and, and asthma. asthma. Right? Yep. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. There's something special about doctors' nutrition. Where else can you go to speak with an actual doctor without an appointment, without any cost, and receive consultation about your health? One thing's for sure. That kind of service is hard to come by. And with more and more confusion about Obamacare, Medicare, medical insurance, and the like, isn't it time that you exercised your right to choose when it comes to your own health care? That's why Doctors Nutrition is perfect for you. Doctors Jim and Janine Fox will sit down with you, talk about your health, order affordable lab work, and help you understand exactly what is happening to you. Then together, you'll continue the journey of living healthy and being healthy. And it's more than just words. It's evidence backed up by piles of relative research and years of practice. For your health, choose Doctors Nutrition. Call toll-free at 800-824-0194. Online at doctorsnutrition.com. There is a fact that we must all face. And that is that life happens. And many times it happens to involve different medical conditions. With the medical issues of life, there are at least a thousand different opinions on how to treat them. Not at Doctors Nutrition. At Doctors Nutrition, you get real answers that make sense. You get real information on how to treat medical conditions naturally. And maybe even prevent the issue from coming back. At Doctors Nutrition, you'll get practical advice on how to improve the quality of your life naturally and nutritionally. You'll feel much more comfortable knowing that the doctors at Doctors Nutrition are working with you to treat your condition. You can find Doctors Nutrition online at doctorsnutrition.com or on Facebook. And for Dr. Jim's comments about the latest health issues, visit doctorsnutritionmedia.com for podcasts, complete live healthy, be healthy shows, and more. Start your homework online or call toll-free at 800-824-0194. That's 800-824-0194. Your life, your health, your network. 
You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are tuned in to Live Healthy, Be Healthy with Dr. Janine Fox and Dr. Jim Fox. To reach our program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. We also welcome your emails to jfox at doctorsnutrition.com. Now, back to Live Healthy, Be Healthy. <clears throat> welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Live Healthy, Be Healthy here with you tonight. Uh, before we get into this allergy and asthma thing, there's something else that kind of fits in the news segment. Right. It's in the news, but it actually was it, about, it's about our topic, right? allergies. So mm-hmm. we were going to talk a little bit about it, and it was about the headlines were fewer allergies among children in dishwasher-free homes. See? You can get rid of that dishwasher. Not really. Okay. <laughs> okay. No, it's just kind of telling you that being too clean can mm-hmm. actually increase allergies and asthma. Now, I kind of like my dishwasher, though. <laughs> okay. But, but it kind of goes, okay, I know, I know, I know. Rub it in. Okay. But it goes along with what they call, and, and this has been bounced around for quite a while, called the hygiene hypothesis. Right. We're too clean. Right. And, you know, that I see this every once in a while in our uh, establishment because you'll be talking to a lady and she pulls out a, uh, the small package of the uh, hand wipes uh, and three bottles of various assorted hand sanitizers. My God, uh, we're getting a little. Yeah, too they know clean the hand, there's there's been multiple research on how hand sanitizers actually tend to make allergies and asthma worse, worse. because you got to be exposed to bacteria and things in order to build your immune system to not overreact to them when they are exposed to them. This, now, this study was done in Gothenburg, Sweden. Right. And I, I, you know, this is an interesting, I, this was kind of like one of those little tidbits that I just found extraordinarily interesting. The researchers found that if parents would suck their baby's pacifier, it might, it may, they said may, may reduce the child's risk of developing allergies. In other words, you suck on it a little bit and give it back to the kid. Okay. That actually helped because the bacteria and so on from the parent actually transferred to the baby, and it actually builds up their immune system, which is pretty tough stuff there. Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, being exposed to to bacteria does make a difference, and they even found that even eczema, which they do, is is another thing Mm -hmm. that's a lower rate when you're exposed to more allergens. And let your let your kids play in the dirt. And they even found that kids that ate more fermented food and farm fresh foods were also at lower risk of allergies. Right. So we are seeing ra- allergies at record record oh there's amounts. records amounts. Yeah, there's no doubt about that, yeah. But so what is an allergy? Um, yeah. I mean, what are some of the symptoms, Janine? Now first we're going to talk about airborne allergies. Well, okay, well we can and talk about those. A lot sneezing, mm-hmm. wheezing, mm-hmm. nasal congestion, mm-hmm. itchy eyes, runny nose. Itchy throat. Now, itchy or clicky ears. Now, I hear that one a lot around we here. We lot. have so many people coming in because my ears are clicking. And mm-hmm. every time I swallow, my ears click. That is an allergy because we can give them what we use for allergies and it goes away. Mm-hmm. Now, fatigue. People don't always think about fatigue being allergies, but some people, that's one of their main symptoms is fatigue. They're just tired. They're just tired a lot, right? And I know that if I have a flare-up of my allergies, fatigue is one of the things that I have. And now some people get even stomach issues from allergies because they'll have like post-nasal drip. And that tends to make more like a sour stomach. Right. And right. so that makes a difference. Um, headaches, mm-hmm. sinus problems, 
there are so many different symptoms that allergies can have. They certainly are, you know. And, and of course, we always like to stop because people come in and say, oh, I think I've got this allergy or I think I've got this cold. What's the difference? And, and I think that's a, a, sometimes a little bit confusing. It is hard sometimes to distinguish between a cold, which mm-hmm. is a virus usually, typically, and an allergy. Mm-hmm. Now, typically, an allergy can last for months. The average cold, eh, three to 14 days, and you've pretty much done with it, most of right. it, anyhow. But that allergy can last for months on end. Oh, it can be all year round, it even can. though it tends to be worse for some people in different seasons. Mm-hmm. It can be seasonal, but it can also be all year. And I know we yeah. live in an area, but we don't have a lot of winter. I mean, we have a little bit. We, we don't have what most people have been having this year. No, um, And so we have stuff bloom all year round. And therefore, uh, you have allergies most of the years. We have stuff. Uh, I mean, it's, it's quite common to see various assorted plants blooming at Christmas. Yeah. Know? And yeah, actually, really we've had a, this year was a real bad allergy season around yes, Christmas time yeah, because it was kind of warm up to that yeah. point. So yeah. we deal with allergies a lot because of that the area that we live. And mm-hmm. I don't know in the you know everyone listening, you may be in an area that doesn't have as many allergies, right? Um, but around where we are in the in the south, in the deep south, there's lots of allergens and yeah. lots of trees and flowers and grasses and all those things, which are are your common allergens. Now, the other common things that can, you know, dust mites and... Oh, sure. I mean, you have all the different things that that people are allergic to. Mm -hmm. Um, But also, back to how to tell the difference between an allergy and a cold, um, a lot of times allergies don't always have a cough, but they can. Mm -hmm. Colds almost always do. Right. You know, aches and pains and hurting all over. Allergies, not as much. Colds can. Mm-hmm. Fever, almost never with allergies. Nope, sometimes with colds, not always. Right. Itchy eyes are rare with colds, but very often with allergies. That's true. So there are, you know, you can tell it, but really the duration of time is one of the ways that we can actually tell. I, I think that's probably one the of the duration. biggest. Yeah. We, we see somebody and you ask them, you know, the first question is, how long have you been bothered with these symptoms? Oh, I've had it for three or four months. Okay, it's an allergy of some sort. And uh, so I think that's that's kind of the biggie right there. You know, and just at the beginning of this, we talked about, you know, being exposed to bacteria may be decreasing your risk of allergies. Now, there was another study that actually showed, you know, another group that is prone to allergies are babies that are delivered C-section. Right. They are five times more likely to develop IgE reactions and think about it, they're not exposed to the bacteria in the vaginal tract. No, they say, if he, and they've actually done studies and showed that, that the baby delivered through the vaginal tract normally uh, have a totally different uh, gut biome than the, than the babies that are delivered through C-section. C-section babies have, tend to more have the, the, the biome of the, what's on our skin. And the babies born vaginally tend to have more of what mom has internally and so on. So she, they pick up a lot of her internal. Uh, now, a lot of times C-sections are, you know, oh, they're necessary. Are necessary yeah, but then no, there's no. a lot that they know that are unnecessary. So if you don't have yeah. to have one, it's better not to. And that was actually a study that was presented at the American Academy of Allergy and Asthma Immunology, you know, a, about a year, a year or two ago. Yeah, about two years ago now, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was just another interesting thing about being exposed to bacteria. And right. then another research showed about city kids are more mm-hmm. likely to have allergens than kids on farms. That, you know, and that one was published, I think, about a year and a half or maybe two, it's possibly two years ago, but I know it was about a year and a half ago because I did a big thing on it on one of the other radio shows I do or did in the past. And that was really interesting because these kids that are raised on a farm have 
much less allergies, and they did some pretty good statistical work on it. They showed that they definitely, because of their exposure to animals and various bacteria and Well, they tend to play outside and probably do more work outside. Actually, they usually have chores on a farm, so Mm -hmm. they usually have to go out and feed the animals and be around the animals and actually do some work, which, you know, usually most farms, yeah, get more sunshine, which increases your vitamin D level, which increases your immune system. So it all all plays a role. It does. And, you know, we just talked about that other article where the kids who ate farm fresh food. Aha. So... If you're on the farm, it's pretty farm fresh. Yeah. Okay. Actually, it's always better it's to actually. Right. 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 Yeah. Okay. So we've talked about some of that stuff now. What really happens during an allergy reaction, Janine? Actually, your body produces an IgE to bind to the allergen. All right. Now, that's an IgE, an immunoglobulin E. You'll right. hear a turn either right. way. Right. Okay. Immunoglobulin E, and it right. binds to an allergen. Right. And then the antibodies attach to a form of blood cell called a mast cell. Mm-hmm. which are in the airways, intestines, elsewhere in the body. Everywhere, they're yeah. all over. Yeah, they're all yeah, over. The mast cells are all over. And then the allergens bind to the IgE, mm-hmm. which is attached to the mast cell, which then causes a release of histamine, which is what causes your symptoms. Right. And, of course, everybody is familiar with the quote-unquote antihistamine. Right, right, right. Yeah. And a lot of the antihistamines definitely will stop an allergic reaction. But even like we talked about a few weeks ago on our show, um, they've just found that in the class of drugs, the anticholinergic drugs, which, which is, which is um, diphenylhydramine hydrochloride, is in that group. Right. Um, which brand name is Benadryl, which everybody knows everybody it as. Knows but it one. is any of the generics, diphenylhydramine hydrochloride, is in that group. Can actually, long-term use, can actually lead to dementia. So it's hmm. one of the things that they're really, short-term use is fine. Mm-hmm. But a long-term use, you do have to be careful, but especially if you have a risk of dementia in your family. Yeah, you really do, uh, especially. Now, some of the natural treatments and, and or prevention, I mean, because that's kind of what we're looking at is uh, that we, from a natural medicine standpoint, you know, one is the neti pot. Now, not a lot of people are familiar with the neti pot, and not a lot of people use it. But what it is is basically a little pot, if you will, like looks like a little pitcher, yeah. where you can actually mix up a saline solution and literally pour, pour it, it through your, through nasal, your passages. nasal passages and, and wash them out. And that washes out all the allergens and something. Now, another thing. That because this, your nose collects. Well, that's actually, what it does. Yeah. Your nose breathes, of course, that's where you breathe in air. Right. And the little hairs in your nose, one of their jobs is to grab on to the allergens and keep them from going into you. So in bacteria and viruses and all kind of things. So your nose, when we used to be in microbiology, oh yeah, that was that was one thing they always made us do is swab your nose and see what grows. It's not pretty. (laughs) No, it's not. I don't care how clean your nose is. It's not pretty. So the neti pot kind of helps clean that out. Um, The nose plays a very important part on trapping things, and that kind of cleans out what it traps. Right. It really does. It does. So actually, a pretty good, uh, pretty good therapy for people. It is. Yeah. Something else that helps, and that's local honey. But it has to be local. And, and when we say local, it doesn't local mean... Local to you. Well, and that doesn't mean go down to the grocery store and buy it from your local grocery no. store. You want local honey that's produced from a local beekeeper. beekeeper. Right. Usually and at farmer's markets, the best place. Farmer's markets. I mean, you know, or some of the health food, health food stores, stores and stuff will have like that. Too, but make mm-hmm. sure it's local to your area. And here's something else. If you pick that bottle, bottle of honey up and look at it, and it's clear, crystal clear, don't want it. 
You want something that's got a little bit of a cloud to it because that is the bees have left a little bit of their pollen in there, and that's what's going to desensitize you to right. the that's local stuff. That's why honey is good for allergies. Right. It desensitizes you to the pollens in the area. That's why it has to be local. That's right. It has to be the pollens that are and in your, your area, area that right. you may be having allergic reactions to. Mm-hmm. So local honey, don't overdo it if, if you have a blood sugar problem. No. Because honey still, but you, it, it just a teaspoon a day. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say it doesn't, it doesn't take, take much. We're talking about a, a very minuscule We're talking amount. about a small amount. We're not yeah. talking about go and eat all the honey that you can eat. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> because uh, that will run up your triglycerides yeah. and will cause sugar problems, but just a little bit of honey, like a teaspoon. Yeah, yeah. that's that's real good for that. And But like I say, make sure it's local honey uh, coming from a local beekeeper in your area so you're getting the local pollens. It, and so it, it kind of desensitizes you to that. So that's that's what you're wanting to look for there. Uh, something else that, that we like to talk about, and we've talked about at Infinitum, probiotics. Yes. We're going to talk about that first. We'll be talking about some other stuff when we get right back in a few minutes. Uh, got a little break coming up here, but the probiotics are great for you. Be right back, folks. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. There is a fact that we must all face, and that is that life happens. And many times it happens to involve different medical conditions. With the medical issues of life, there are at least a thousand different opinions on how to treat them. Not at Doctors Nutrition. At Doctors Nutrition, you get real answers that make sense. You get real information on how to treat medical conditions naturally and maybe even prevent the issue from coming back. At Doctors Nutrition, you'll get practical advice on how to improve the quality of your life naturally and nutritionally. You'll feel much more comfortable knowing that the doctors at Doctors Nutrition are working with you to treat your condition. You can find Doctors Nutrition online at doctorsnutrition.com or on Facebook. And for Dr. Jim's comments about the latest health issues, visit doctorsnutritionmedia.com for podcasts, complete live healthy, be healthy shows, and more. Start your homework online or call toll-free at 800-824-0194. That's 800-824-0194. There's something special about Doctors Nutrition. Where else can you go to speak with an actual doctor without an appointment, without any cost, and receive consultation about your health? One thing's for sure. That kind of service is hard to come by. And with more and more confusion about Obamacare, Medicare, medical insurance, and the like, isn't it time that you exercised your right to choose when it comes to your own health care? That's why Doctors Nutrition is perfect for you. Doctors Jim and Janine Fox will sit down with you, talk about your health, order affordable lab work, and help you understand exactly what is happening to you. Then together, you'll continue the journey of living healthy and being healthy. And it's more than just words. It's evidence backed up by piles of relative research and years of practice. For your health, choose Doctors Nutrition. Call toll-free at 800-824-0194. Online at doctorsnutrition.com. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are tuned in to Live Healthy, Be Healthy with Dr. Janine Fox and Dr. Jim Fox. To reach our program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. 
That's 1-866-472-5792. We also welcome your emails to jfox at doctorsnutrition.com. Now, back to Live Healthy, Be Healthy. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about uh, allergies and asthma. And right before the break, we were talking about probiotics. They help the probiotics, and we've talked about these things probably just about every show we've done, I guess, because something always comes back to the probiotics. Right. But they just help with the immune system via the gut. And they've and, actually shown that the more oh, diverse yeah. your probiotics in the gut are, the actually better that your immune system is and the you know less mm. amount of allergies you have and right. things like that. That's, it's pretty amazing, really. Something else that we use a lot. And, uh, it's and this called, is our go-to. This is our go-to. Our go-to product for mm-hmm. allergies is actually called Aller 7 Plus. Yeah. Now, it's the plus that makes ours different. Aller yeah. 7 is a patented blend of yes, herbs. Mm-hmm. And But we find that it by itself didn't work as well until we added some extra stuff to it. So our That's product right. is called Aller 7 Plus. And what we added to the herbal blend of Aller 7 is quercetin, mm-hmm. which by itself helps allergies. It's natural antihistamine. histamine, right, right. MSM, um, which a lot of people think about that being for joints, but it's also for allergies. Yes, it is. Quite a bit on that. Um, it has the stinging nettle in it, which mm-hmm. nettle is another one that has been known for allergies. Mm-hmm. And then it has your bromelain, your turmeric, your feverfew, and ginger, which are all a lot of anti-inflammatories. Anti-inflammatories, right. Because a lot mm-hmm. of times with allergies, you get a lot of inflammation. Oh, yeah. There's and always so, inflammation. Other. And yeah. I have had people over the years that have gotten off of multiple medications by taking the Aller 7 Plus. Yes, we have. I mean, it is one that we definitely recommend you trying if you have allergies because it does make a big difference. It really does. It, it's one that I, I would have to say that without a doubt, it's one that we've, we've given people samples of today. We, we have, we've got bottles open because we can give samples. And in about three doses, they can see a giant difference. Huge difference. Um, right. So a lot of times when people don't know if they have allergies or if it's cold, I'll give them a sample of Aller 7 and I say if it helps, it's allergies. Yeah. Because it's not right. going to help a cold. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times people come back in a few days and say, oh, my gosh, that helped dramatically. So I say, okay, well, then it's allergies. Yeah, or they're not having to take the Zyrtec or whatever right. anymore. Right. You know? Now, something else that helps tremendously is our good old buddy, the omega-3s. Yes, just for the inflammation. We talked, about the, you know, we talked about the infl- you know, anti-inflammatories in the hour 7 mm-hmm. and most of what you read on and people have a lot of allergies is they say you should take omega-3s, which right. probably everybody should take anyway. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you this. think about it, the omega-3s are good for almost everything, and they're lacking in the American diet greatly. Yeah, there's something like outnumbered 20 to 40 to 1 yeah. Yeah, with omega-6s. So, now, there's yeah. another compound called Butterbur, or the patented name is Petadolex, which right. most of the research is for migraine headaches or even for bladder control. But a lot is coming out about it for allergies. You know, that was kind of interesting to us because, mm-hmm. I mean, we've used the Butterbur or the Petadolex for, God, for years. We probably use it for bladder control more than anything. Probably have, you know. But over the years, I'd have to say that we've used tons of this stuff for the bladder control issues. And then, of course, they came out with the thing. And we have a couple of local neurologists that send a lot of folks in with the headaches, headaches migraine headaches right. and so on. And, and getting it because it, it's, it's shown to help the headaches, too, or the migraine, especially the migraine headaches. But then when they come out and start, start talking about it with her allergies, it was like, wow, yeah, that's pretty interesting. Now, a lot of another thing that we use, now it's not for allergies. It's more about complications from allergies is people that get recurrent sinus infections. Mm-hmm. Um, olive leaf extract. Yeah, because lot, most too. of these people with recurrent sinus infections, mm-hmm. they take antibiotics. For one, they kill their probiotics off. 
then it's a never-ending cycle. And then they have the allergies that then trigger again another sinus infection. Mm-hmm. And eventually, I find that a lot of those people, it ends up being fungal infections I was of the sinuses. Say, yeah, that, that's, that I think is probably, over the years, we've probably seen more and more and more of that because these people, and we had a show about overuse of antibiotics, what, a week or so ago? Yeah. And we, we talked about it. But we see these people who take these antibiotics after antibiotics after antibiotics, just treatment after treatment. And they wind up with this yeast or fungus in the in the nasal, especially the right. nasal cavities. Now, the, uh, they can take another round of antibiotics. It kind of knocks it down. As soon as that antibiotic's gone, and it gets worse. It gets worse. And if you go take the steroid injections, it really gets it worse. It really gets worse. Then what you do is you have a, a hyped up, uh, you know, uh, you have, a, right. a, you have a, a fungus on steroids. I had a young girl come <laughs> in this week, and she said that she was there because she had chronic sinusitis. She had taken antibiotic after antibiotic after antibiotic for the last few years. She's missing too much work. You know, she was like, I can't keep going like this. It's a never-ending cycle. She's mm-hmm. been like five different ENTs, and they keep doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, you got to do something different. And we did her lab work, and I got it back in almost an adrenal failure. And mm-hmm. I think that's from the overuse of steroids. Right. So you can cause other problems. I mean, you actually start causing other problems with this chronic medications. I always say you got to break the cycle. And if you ever do take an antibiotic, make sure you take a high-dose probiotic. High-dose, not just a little bit. Yeah, I had a, a lady in today that was had just finished up a pro, uh, uh, an antibiotic, and she said, well, I, I guess I need some uh, probiotics for a while. I said, for a while? You need it for a long time. But she said... Well, she said, I was, they, the doctor told me to eat some yogurt. I said, okay, if you can eat about five gallons a day, you'll do okay. And she said, well, I'm not going to do that. So we, we started out with a 50 billion colony-forming right. units. I said, that is bare bones minimum when you first get after, over an antibiotic. And you do that. I suggested it twice a day for at least the first week or so. So that'd be 100 billion. You got to take enough of yeah. it. And this, I find more people go buy something that's even under one billion. Mm, and I was yeah. like, okay, if you take the whole bottle a day, you might be okay. So Maybe. you got to look at dosage, but hey, and always you got to have a variety of those things too. There's there are so many. You want, don't want just one bacteria. No. You 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 know everybody has heard you, about you, you lactobacillus, want, but the bifidobacteriums and the paracaseae and all those those are the ones that tend to help more with these things like these allergies and some of these other problems that we have, right. too. And yeah. when you take the antibiotic, it wipes them all out, not it just one. It kills all of them, yeah. Right, Good, so bad, you don't want to just yeah. replace one. So. That's right. You want to take a bunch of them, you know. Um, now, okay, we're going to now talk about some food allergies, which are a little bit different. They are. You know, they're not as obvious. I think that's the biggest thing. Some of the IgE reactions are, well, but a yeah. lot of the IgG reactions are not. not right. Now, first, we got to explain the difference in an IgE reaction and an IgG reaction. Mm-hmm. Your IgE reaction is more of an immediate allergen. That's like when you eat a peanut and, and your throat swells throat shut. Swell shut. You, you go usually, to the hospital real quick. You usually quick. figure mm-hmm. out that you have a peanut allergy. Yep. Real fast. And people that have the seafood allergies or shrimp mm-hmm. allergies where it does thing. the same thing. That's so if IgE. you have an immediate Swelling of the throat or swelling of the lips or every time you touch a food, then it's an IgE reaction, which right. is a true allergen. And it is an, a life-threatening. It, you, yeah, it can be life-threatening. It can actually usually cause the anaphylactic reactions. And a lot of times you can't have it for life. Yeah. You, sometimes you don't, but a lot of times you can. So that's the ones, if you're going to the allergist and they're checking you for food allergies, that's the one they're checking for is IgE. Right. Um, around where we are, that's mostly what's checked because the only thing insurance pays for. 
I don't think I think that's all insurance pays for. Yes, anyhow, it is. It's the only thing insurance pays for because they consider IgG experimental. Well, IgG is a known. It is a known allergy. Fact, no question. And there's actually some really advanced testing to actually test for sensitivities of IgG, which is more of your sensitivities, I would say. Yeah, and it might be an acquired allergy. You may not have had it when you were young. And you may acquire it as you get older. Well, I'm one of those. I, yes. I, I, I've eaten dairy, milk, and cheese, and so on all my life. And my life's... And about three years yeah, ago... about three or four years ago, boom. Severe dairy allergy. Woo. And yeah, so that is more either. of an IgG. Mm-hmm. And they're hard to detect sometimes because sometimes the reaction may not come for two to three days after you've done it. And most of the time, the IgG reactions are from eating a food too often. Yeah, well, like me, I overconsumed dairy because that was a, yep. that was a. Big, you did it every day. Yeah, I mean that was one of my favorite foods, really. And so, too often makes a big difference. And so, mm-hmm. I always tell people if you're starting to have some of the symptoms, and diarrhea is a big symptom of food allergies. Hives is a big symptom. Can be. Um, mm-hmm. It can be. You know, there's so many symptoms that you can have from food allergies: headaches, fatigue, um, mental confusion, mental confusion, you, you anxiety. It. Yeah. There's so, just like celiac disease. Now, celiac right. disease is another food allergen where you're allergic to the gluten. But then there's the gluten sensitivity, which is not can, necessarily right. celiac. You can be okay. sens- sensitive to it and not actually be, have an actual right. celiac disease. Right. Now, we do all the testing for that. We do the genetic testing, which is called the DQ testing. Right. We do the antibody testing. Right. So if you're interested in any of that, give us a call. We also do food allergy testing. Now, we, we use a couple different companies, and you can even get online and look up the, the specifics, but one of the food allergy tests we use is AllCat. Now, it's a little bit of expensive of a test. We do it much cheaper than what they list the price much online. Okay. So give us a call for yeah. pricing on that, too, because there's a lot of different panels, but we do it much cheaper than what they say the price is for the test. Um, but it's a good test. Oh, it's an and they have a really good test, website yeah. that'll explain it and what's tested and all the different foods. And they test for food dyes and chemicals and even supplements. They'll yeah. even look at some of the herbal supplements, all your spices. It looks a lot. You know, they, there's another interesting – matter of fact, this just came out a few days back. Um, University of Alberta in their uh, medical facility there talked about, had a little study that kind of talks about the infant gut bacteria and food sensitization. And it talks about the first year of life is so important in setting us up for these food sensitivities and food yeah. allergies, if you will. Uh, and, and, and the they better went, your gut bacteria is, yeah. the less likely you are to have the food sensitivities as well. And that's, that's what it talked about, you know, is, is making sure that these kids are exposed to this stuff in that first year of life so that they can develop uh, uh, the antibodies and so on to deal with things in a proper manner and getting enough of the gut b- bacteria, the probiotics, like we talk about it, you know, forever. That's what, but they, this thing, it said that this data uh, on that uh, gut bacteria patterns during infancy can serve as a biomarker for future disease. So they're pretty convinced that this can, can show up way down the road. All right. We're about ready to end this segment and we have to come back after break. We're going to be talking about asthma. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. There's something special about doctor's nutrition. 
Where else can you go to speak with an actual doctor without an appointment, without any cost, and receive consultation about your health? One thing's for sure. That kind of service is hard to come by. And with more and more confusion about Obamacare, Medicare, medical insurance, and the like, isn't it time that you exercised your right to choose when it comes to your own health care? That's why Doctors Nutrition is perfect for you. Doctors Jim and Janine Fox will sit down with you, talk about your health, order affordable lab work, and help you understand exactly what is happening to you. Then together, you'll continue the journey of living healthy and being healthy. And it's more than just words. It's evidence backed up by piles of relative research and years of practice. For your health, choose Doctors Nutrition. Call toll-free at 800-824-0194. Online at doctorsnutrition.com. There is a fact that we must all face. And that is that life happens. And many times it happens to involve different medical conditions. With the medical issues of life, there are at least a thousand different opinions on how to treat them. Not at Doctors Nutrition. At Doctors Nutrition, you get real answers that make sense. You get real information on how to treat medical conditions naturally. And maybe even prevent the issue from coming back. At Doctors Nutrition, you'll get practical advice on how to improve the quality of your life naturally and nutritionally. You'll feel much more comfortable knowing that the doctors at Doctors Nutrition are working with you to treat your condition. You can find Doctors Nutrition online at doctorsnutrition.com or on Facebook. And for Dr. Jim's comments about the latest health issues, visit doctorsnutritionmedia.com for podcasts, complete live healthy, be healthy shows, and more. Start your homework online or call toll-free at 800-824-0194. That's 800-824-0194. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are tuned in to Live Healthy, Be Healthy with Dr. Janine Fox and Dr. Jim Fox. To reach our program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. We also welcome your emails to jfox at doctorsnutrition.com. Now, back to Live Healthy, Be Healthy. And tonight in Live Healthy, Be Healthy, we're talking about the allergies and asthma, and we've kind of talked a lot about allergies, so now it's time to talk about asthma, Janine. Yeah, and uh, it's kind of amazing some of the statistics on asthma. Oh, it'll blow you away. Now, really, 24.6 million people in the U.S. have asthma. Mm-hmm. Now, in... 2001, one in 14 people had it to where now it's one in 12 people have asthma. So it's increasing. We're getting more people with asthma. 3,384 people a year die from asthma. So it can be life-threatening. Can be. No doubt. Mm -hmm. And of the people that have asthma, 70% have allergies. So a lot of the Hmm. allergies are what is actually causing the asthma. I think the medical cost is what will blow you away. $48.6 $48.6 billion. And how much do they make off those prescription drugs? $6 billion. So there is a lot of money spent on asthma. And if you happen to be an al- uh, asthma sufferer, this is a little thing that I wanted to dig out. It came out uh, about a year ago, actually May of 2014. It was, uh, the source of it came from the American College of Allergy, Asthma, and Immunology. And uh, this showed that out of the 26 or about 26 million people, roughly that 24.6 was back in 2007. 
now it's up to about 26 million uh, Americans have this stuff. And they talked about the allerg- uh, asthma sufferers may be uh, prone to bone loss. Right. And it makes sense because almost all your people with asthma take steroids of some sort. Of some sort. Whether yeah. it's a oral steroid, whether it's an inhaled steroid, whether it's some sort of steroid to actually open the airways. Right. And they know long-term steroid use causes definitely bone causes bone loss. So we're right. going to talk about some alternatives right. to actually doing the steroids. And the right. thing is, is asthma is a reversible lung problem. It, it, is it is not something that is, and that's in every definition of asthma you look at. It yes. is reversible. And, you know, they always talk about, I mean, I, I knew, you know, uh, some kids in school when I was young. And one of them, I mean, there was a, not many, but there was one kid that had a little bit of asthma. He outgrew it. Yeah. And the doctor told him he would. He outgrew it. Like I said, it. It, it's caused, it, basically, it's a chronic inflammation condition with acute exacerbations, you know, in yes. the bronchioles. And it can actually, it's inflammation. Right. But it can be managed, but it can also be life-threatening if it's not managed. It certainly can. It certainly can. You know, now, some of the triggers for this stuff, and of course, you know, it's, it's the normal stuff you think about, stuff like, uh, you know, upper respiratory tract infections, like a cold or something. Uh, cigarette smoke. Oh, yeah. Big, big one. That's oh, yeah. Big trigger. Huge. Uh, and and th- this is just, uh, you know, the, the normal stuff, air pollution. Your normal allergens, Ooh, like yeah. your pollen and dust mm. and mold. food and cockroaches and mold and, <laughs> I mean, all the animal Co- dander. and Cockroaches are universal. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then your air pollutants. Right. Um, okay. Even, it can be, it, you know, also exposure to cold air suddenly can actually right. trigger an asthma attack. Right. If you're in a nice warm environment and then we throw you into the freezer real quick or yeah. step outside when it's 10 below zero, uh, that can, I mean, that can actually shock anybody's system. Right. But if you take somebody that's a little prone to that, uh, that's a whale of a shock to them and it can actually start an asthma attack. There's no doubt about and it. And even getting excited or stressed and, and a lot of people have exercise induced asthma. Uh, you see a lot. Actually, there's a lot of pro football players. Oh, everybody yeah. else that you'll talk about, and they have the uh, the asthma, and it's an exercise induced asthma. And sometimes you'll see them on the sidelines, you know, with oxygen and it, you know, trying to get them back in now, shape. For the, speaking of some yeah. of the natural alternatives, one thing that we have found great for the exercise induced asthma oh, yes. is DMG. Yes, I have had many, many, many people over the years that have come in and they tell me they have exercise induced asthma, and when they start taking DMG. Just about stops it. It, up, right. it does. It actually, in DMG, like we've talked about in the past. We actually had a whole show whole on show DMG. on it. If you go back in the past, Dr. you can listen Kendall to it. Us, right, but it's dimethylglycine, and mm-hmm. it's a methyl donor. But mm-hmm. it also increases oxygen-carrying capability. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, it has antioxidant properties. It actually, you know, it helps your immune system. There are so many benefits to DMG, and it is so safe. A one-day-old oh, baby one can day take old it. baby can take it, yeah. So it is so safe, and anybody can take DMG, not just with the exercise-induced asthma. It's just that's one that I found with the exercise-induced asthma works really well. Any asthmatic can take Any it. asthmatic can take mm-hmm. DMG. Right. Now, another thing that is natural that we have had really good results with is something that is called T. asthmatica plus. Well, T. asthmatica is a plant. It is. And the T. asthmatica itself... I'm sure someone named it years ago for people that had asthma. Well, that's where most of these plants if get you, their if names. If you look, the name looks like it. And then it's coupled with Boswellia, Quercetin, and Pixoria, which the Pixoria and the Boswellia are more anti-inflammatories. And Quercetin is actually one of your natural antihistamine. Right. And like we said, 70% of asthma is triggered by allergies. Right. So 
this product works really well. Really, and you really can get does. on our website yeah. and get it, but it is actually the T Asthmatica Plus. Now, another thing with people that have a lot of mucus mm-hmm. or thick mucus, thick thick mucus, because yeah. is NAC. Yeah, N-acetylcysteine actually breaks the the disulfide bond in mucus, and that disulfide bond is what holds mucus together, makes it real thick and sticky. And with that NAC, it drains better. Right, because if you have a lot of thick mucus and you get some inflammation in those bronchioles, it makes it worse because you have mucus on top of inflammation, which doesn't really work very well. You don't know how many people we have down here call it their breathing pills. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That and the DMG. We usually put them. Right. Right. All the people with COPD come in, and we put them on the DMG right. and the NAC, and they just can't believe how much better they are. Right. But, you know, your other anti-inflammatories, now you mentioned Boswellia and things like that, and, and those are fantastic. And even turmeric and our, our good old buddy Omega-3. Omega-3. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Boswellia and turmeric are two biggies, though. They really are. You know, and we also have to change that diet and get away from foods because there's a lot of foods now. We don't have time to get into all of it, but there's a lot of foods now that trigger the histamine release. Yes. And so that's a whole other show sometime down the road. But dietary changes, going back to uh, more of those fruits and vegetables that are locally grown, they find that farm-grown, locally-grown stuff is much better for you. Probably yes. because it does have some of the local pollens on it and around yeah. it. And, and also organic if possible. If you can get Always. organic food, it's better to get away from the pesticides. Always. It's better. And just actually get your overall health better. Yeah. Because if the overall health is poor and your immune system is bad, you're going to have more asthma attacks. You're going to have more of everything. Yes, more allergies, more asthma attacks, mm-hmm. more of everything. So we always stress changing the diet, take control of your own health, and actually get overall healthier. Yeah, you know, and something else that we see in a lot of these asthmatics and so on, too, is a lot of reflux. Right. And, you know, so, so if, you, if you've got reflux or, you know, have those type symptoms and asthma, Let's control that reflux. And, you know, and it's not the Nexium or the purple pill or anything like that. We're talking about fixing this thing naturally. Well, a lot of times dietary changes will help. Right. No dietary, but then the digestive enzymes, yeah. probiotics, you know, all that makes a difference. Our Alzheimer, which is a kind of a broad spectrum, uh, prob- I mean, a broad spectrum digestive enzyme package. It works wonders. It does, and it's inexpensive, mm-hmm. Very inexpensive. and it, it does work in most cases. Mm-hmm. It really does, and as far as that. That with some small dietary changes, and it, it's just amazing how much uh, this reflux stuff we can get rid of. And that's going to help because that reflux keeps that upper respiratory tract inflamed. Inflamed. And, spreads, and, and, and inflammation is probably the root of everything. Yep. If you look, inflammation is not good. No, I haven't seen any good inflammation yet. No. Well, I mean, it's kind of part of the healing cycle, but... It has to be limited. Right. Yeah, very, very, very limited. So I th- And like I say, good overall health. Uh, just uh, staying healthy overall is probably one of your biggest things. It's like you say, live healthy, be healthy. That's what it's all about. Uh, next week, we're going to be talking about uh, fertility. fertility, both yeah, male both men and, and women. Yeah, now, an everybody thinks too. about women, but men have issues too. They certainly do. You know, and uh, that ought to be a very interesting show, Janine. Yes, it uh, is going it, to be. It, it's going to be the majority on the men. But we will see a large study on, the, on the, the women, but the men will be right in there, too. So join us next week for the Fertility Show. Thank you for being a part of Live Healthy, Be Healthy this week. Please join Drs. Jim and Janine Fox next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Here's to your better health.